right. I'm fat. I almost hit 200. <laughs> I told, I said it. I bro, every week. No, I, say, I got close. Morning. No, I got close. I hit 199.2 and I couldn't get. And then like yesterday, I basically kept to my meals mm-hmm. for the most part because my big day is usually Christmas Eve. So Christmas, we don't usually do much unless yeah. like, I go over a friend's place and then I have food there, but I didn't end up going over. So, um, I, the only thing I had yesterday was a French toast casserole in the morning. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but I didn't have enough calories clearly. Cause I dropped like, <laughs> I went from 199.2 to like 195.2. <laughs> I know that's a, I think, I think it was Morgan Rice that just posted that he's like, you know, your food gets freakishly high when you have off plan meals. And you lose weight because you're not able to get your actual meals because your digestion screwed up and it just puts you back. Oh, dude, on um on Christmas Eve, we always they always get Chick-fil-A like nuggets. I swear to you, I had like 40, 40 Chick-fil-A nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good. Those are and then like I, you said, you don't, you don't know. Like, I usually had like 350, 400 grams of protein that day. <laughs> oh yeah. I can imagine how much fat. They were the breaded ones too, right? Oh yeah, hell yeah! None of that, none of that grilled shit. <laughs> we don't do that here. And then I had, then they had these cheesesteak rolls. Phenomenal, absolutely fire. So I went ham. Now so it's a pizza. So that's not bad, Wow, You guys do. That's a good Christmas Eve. Yeah, we do like tomato pie. Like we do like regular like tomato pie things like that. Like yeah, kind of. Um, so it was a big, it was a big thing. So and the people knew I could eat, so they were like feeding me food every single second. It's fine. I was like, oh, I was going to get fat tonight. It's good. What was the next day with like the best digestion ever with like everything felt great. I was like, damn, I feel pretty good for 199.2. <laughs> yeah, like, let's, yeah. Let's get to 200. And I was like, no, my body was like, no, no, sorry. So when are you starting next week or next, next, next week after got to get through the holiday or the, okay. So the that's holiday. the 27th. So that's yeah. What? We're going to wait January 2nd, 3rd. Yeah, something like that. We're gonna get some blood work done. Um, gotcha. This upcoming week, so yeah, I might same be going, I might be going here. Like, I might be going like the day after we train. So my liver enzymes are probably gonna be my liver enzymes and my kidney values are probably gonna be off. Uh, but we want to get a baseline of where we want to get baseline of where I'm at at the end of this growth phase, mm-hmm. so we know what what to expect next one and where we can improve. Which I already think I know where to improve because we're fighting some insulin resistance. Now that we added in the GDA, my BG has been sitting, it was sitting like 105 prior to the GDA. And now it's sitting like 98 to, it's like 94 to like 99 right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like too bad. Um, and good for the end of a growth phase where I know you're, where we're pushing food really high. So yeah. I'll take, and I'll for take, so long. Yeah, exactly. So I'll take, so I'll take it being kind of, in a little higher than optimal um during that part because i'm a firm believer that if you're doing your first real growth phase or your first real training it's going to be long and you're going to get fat 100 percent. Like, like so many people so many people are afraid to get like fat that they're like oh i feel chunky but i'm like yeah but how are you in the gym are you a fucking yeah, animal in the gym you probably feel um incredible oh i feel good i'm actually having sessions now where I'm like exhausted, like directly after my sessions. Like even just I've doing, had that. Even yeah, just it, doing, it comes and goes, honestly. Even just doing one RIR, I'm like exhausted. I'm like I got nothing left by the time I'm done. It might be yeah. worse than failure, because <laughs> failure, I think I'm just systemically so fatigued, 
And then like this one, I'm just like, my muscles are fatigued and I feel a lot more tired. Like my muscles feel a lot more tired. Compared yeah. To yeah. No, I, and, and we talked about that too, with um, refining execution that yeah. you'll generally find that same deal where you're, you're fatigued more locally rather than systemically. Yeah, exactly. My, I was training with someone doing back the other day and he was like, he was like, I wish I had your control and execution at your age. He was like, I'd be a pro by now if I hit that. And I was like, yeah, I learned to subdue my ego pretty quickly with my coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's good having a coach that keeps you honest like that rather than, you know, here's some training videos. Looks good. Keep going. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, you know, just always try to refine it. My clients are probably like, Jesus, does this guy have anything nice to say ever? But I, I always try to preface it where it's like, hey, this looks good here, 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 but let's work on this. And it's always something a little, little small too, right? It's it like really is. It's like picking. Yeah, like I got a shoulder press set today. I'm like, bro, looks good. You know, like path of the dumbbells looks great. Good, good um, angle on the bench. Um, explosion. I was like, just give me a little bit more eccentric control and we're golden. Yeah. And people are like, what do you mean more inside your controller? You're like, I'm already controlling it. And they're like, and they get pissed and you're like, good. I want you to get pissed because it's going to make you perform better. That's, yeah. That's and like the thing is too, it's like, I think I, I really forget reading who posted it. Why do I feel like it was AJ Morris who said, don't remove your ego entirely from training. Because I who it was, but that I think it, it might've been AJ where it was the sense of, you have to remove it enough to where you're not simply working to overload just to say you overload by adding more weight and more reps, but you still have to keep it in there because without it, it's very easy to lose men- the mental battle before you go into a set. Yeah. I say you got to get, you got to be prepared to get some ugly reps. Like, especially, like I said, like if you're in like my, my thing where it's like my first real growth phase, like when I was like beginning, I didn't have any of this like control. Like now I've refined it. But like when I was in the beginning, it was a lot of just push, push, push and just keep going. Like even if they looked ugly as fuck, the reps, it was like that's what puts on like in the beginning that could put on pretty, a pretty good amount of dense muscle. At Absolutely. That point. So that's where so that's where my thing is. I think you can't you can't have too much ego, like you said, where you just push and it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to do like two plates and 15 for like three reps. Like no, like take it back down do two plates with good execution, but on some of the reps near the end, it's going to be a one side's going to, it's going to like kind of look, it's not going to look the prettiest. Yeah. And it shouldn't. And it's like another thing too. I think a lot of the time me trying to scale people back is like with the log book, like, okay, I have this weight that I'm trying to hit for like eight reps, mm-hmm. but they're in that day and they're in that set and they get six or they get seven but you can tell they didn't alter form or tempo to get, try to get to eight. And I would 100% take that over simply just trying to hit that number because it really doesn't tell you much. Like that's no. not true progressive overload. And it's not even matching it because your form's not standard. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I said it with, with my one guy, with the guy I was training with on, on the other day doing back. I was like, you know what I did in the beginning? I would go, I would pick a weight that I want to get to, whatever. You pick a weight that you want to get to, and then you get to that. And then whatever I would do, I would go up like 20 pounds. I would try to work past that by like 20 pounds. At that point, it get a little sloppy. And then what I do is I bring that back down, down to like the 20 pound less. 
And I start that phase over. I get 20 pounds up past that, past the before number. And then I bring it back down. And you continually do that cycle of like, hey, push up, get a little sloppy with form, then pull back down to where your target was, and then continue to do that phase up and up and up. Yeah, that's a really good way to get your nervous system acclimated to just handling that load. Because then when you do drop back down, like if you said that 20 pounds or so, rather than you just trying to do it linearly, it's probably going to feel a lot lighter since you already handled that heavier weight going back into it. Then you're there, like you said, refine control, add reps, slowly build up and then peel back. Yeah. And your form so sharpened at that point, at that 20 pounds or less, like it feels so much lighter because like you said, you get that nervous system. Um, response already from it. So it's like, you're going to be able to control that weight so much better, like so much easier and so much better that you're, you're going to fire and you're going to be like, wow, I never thought I could do that with that much control. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, so we're ending growth phase. Number one, as of this week coming up, I'm fairly excited. Once I get blood work, I haven't got a blood work in a while. So maybe we'll go over my blood work on here one day. <laughs> well, I actually, fun fact, I have blood work Wednesday as well. See, I ordered mine. So I ordered my blood work on Friday because my check ins on Friday. So I ordered mm. blood work on Friday. So I'm hoping I can get in prior to leaving PA. Are you going LabCorp? Yes. Yeah, same here. So I'm hoping what, I can get are in. We, wait, what panel are you getting? We might be getting the same panel. We're probably getting the weight loss comprehensive panel. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, 270 through life extension? Yeah, yeah. I paid 260, but that's okay. Wait, what do you have a code? Yeah, text 15. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I wish I knew that. But whatever. <laughs> it's only $15. That's not the deal. Hey, that adds up. Trust me. Especially <laughs> when you're getting it a couple times a year. That's true. Um, how's you doing? How's uh, how was week one? Good. It was, uh, yeah, week one and a half, essentially. Because we started, he got me my plan. I think it was Wednesday. The Let me check the date. The 15th? Yeah. Everything's rolling so far. Um from when I got the plan, everything's just so detailed. Like his spreadsheets are great. Everything's, um, there's probably about 10 to 12 tabs on the Google sheets that I have just like check-in instructions and how he only opens your check-in document on the morning of your check-in until noon. And then it closes and you can't access it. So you can't check in late, which is nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's a Google, it's a, there's a link to a Google dot or a, a Google forms. And like I said, if it's, if you're past 12 on your check-in day, you just can't access it. So like he could, he could technically still go off your spreadsheet, but all the questions that he includes on there are just can't, you can't do it. Yeah. Then it was like training and non-training day diets are on there. Supplement lists, all of that cardio and steps. He um, has a page of data analysis for circumference measurements, skin folds, and then um, it's just some health markers, blood pressure, resting heart rate, and um, resting BG. So those are on there. And I can't complain. We, I'm up four-ish pounds in the past week. Yeah, just you're from shutting fuck ton of food, bro. Yeah, it was funny. Like even a week when I checked in Friday, mm-hmm. he said exponentially more full. And I totally saw it. Like I look like a completely different person on my side. Try. And I was like, what is this? So he cut everything. We haven't made a single change yet. We're still rocking cardio pretty low four times a week at 250 calories per session. So what's that like 20, 30 minutes? It's about 25. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, 25. He said he says moderate intensity. So like about an eight to ten calorie per minute pace. What are you, so, what are you doing for? What are you doing for that? Elliptical. Elliptical. Yeah, I like an elliptical. Dude, I thought you'd be doing recumbent bike, you lazy piece of shit. <laughs> no, I no, I actually got I got an elliptical off of Facebook Marketplace for a hundred bucks. So ah. I have it here. Oh, so that's good. So you do fast it. Um, usually I still usually do a post training at this point. So do you come uh, home, so you come home and do it? If I'm at if I'm at the gym, I just do it there. Okay. So like I know there's difference in the the calories per machine, but I don't really put it in. I'm usually just looking for the um, the calories per minute and the strides per minute. Yeah. So if I'm able to, because I think most I think most machines they're calibrated to a 150 pound person, like that's their gen like the general setting, unless you change the weight. But um. Yeah, it's and I know how long it generally takes me. Yeah. It's if it was, you know, if it was prep, it would be a different story. I'd try to standardize it to one machine and not have any real room for error. But at this point, just keeping cardio in as a, you know, for health purposes on a growth phase, it's not, I don't think it's anything to stress about at this point. Are you starting growth phase or I know yeah. you were doing cleanup phase, but now you're, you're just getting, well, we didn't, we up. didn't do anything drug wise yet. We're, we ha- we're getting the bloods back. Well, I'm getting the bloods Wednesday. And then once it's I get those three, back, two, one, blast off. pretty much that's, that's our goal. Um, he's thrown, he's thrown around. He wants me to see me at two seventy. I mean, I want to see you at two seventy. <laughs> I think it'd be, kind of, it'd be pretty cool. It's like, but within, within the realm of conditioning, because I, he even noted this week because I did put on four pounds. It was like, you know, fullness increase, just monitoring to make sure we're not going too fast. Yeah. I mean, because you weren't we, really, you weren't like looking at your photos from the week prior and then looking at your photos, then you could tell you were fuller, but mm-hmm. you haven't put on maybe just like a film of water, but nothing to the point. Yeah. Of certain poses. I saw it more than others. Like I saw it on my lat spread. I saw it on my front double a little bit, but my ab and thigh was just as sharp and, and my like side that. poses. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then again, like when I went up to four pounds and I, I topped out at 252 and now I dropped back down. Like now I'm waking at about 249. Yeah. So, exactly. So, I mean, I see this a lot too with a lot of people is when they don't, I mean, you were pushing food anyway by yourself, but you weren't like pushing, pushing food. Yeah. It was, a, now, it was a very slow reverse out of that mini cut, which is now he's going fairly aggressive out of it comparatively. So, it was a huge. Like how much calorically jump was it compared to where you were? It really wasn't that much. I think it was only about 200, 250 calorie jump, but it was the fact that he dropped my protein and increased my carbs. So the net change wasn't that great. It looked like it was because I was at 475 carb and I went up to 660, but my protein was at like 450 and he dropped me down to 380. <laughs> That's so much protein, bro. <laughs> It's a lot. And like right now it, it seems like nothing. Like I have, I feel like I have like no chicken in my meals and I'm like, it's great though, dude, that that that's wonderful. Right. That's it does. It's, it's a great relief. I don't get how you do that. Cause I'm at like two fifty. I'm like, I don't want to be at three eighty. I'm good. <laughs> that's no bueno for me. That's just like, yeah, that's- like I said, four fifty was outrageous. And I knew it. I knew it coming from uh, Jansen that he's a high, super high protein guy. You know what I always find is that people, when they push high protein, like the first like week, they get really tight, like they get full, 
Mm-hmm. Like, you see the fullness when they go from, like, because every person that, like, a lot of clients that we work with are also, like, lifestyle people, too. Yeah. The majority part, or they're bodybuilders, and they're still not eating enough, right? So, they'll be eating, like, one gram per pound of protein, whereas we probably take them to, like, 1.5, sometimes even two grams per pound. And it's, like, they're noticeably, when you when you make that huge jump right away, um, you typically see, like, just, like, fullness come in. Like, a lot of, I just see these guys get, like, they're, like, the first few days, they're, like, man, I'm so full. And then after the first few days, it's just like their waist tightens. Their body. Yeah, it, it really does. Like it, I, I think it does give it a tighter look. Right. But like you said, the, the, it's so easy. You really have to reiterate to those people, especially if they are kind of like a lifestyle client. Like, hey, these first few days are going to suck. Like it's <laughs> yeah. not, it's not going to be fun eating this. But I promise you that in time, your digestive tract's going to catch up. Yeah. And, yeah. It and will especially be like as you, yeah. yeah. And as you pull food down, even like another, maybe 10% increase in protein, that's only going to benefit them more for muscle retention and just actually keeping satiated. So they're not ready to, you know, eat a wall. Do you like to do that when you're diet people down? Do you like to, um, when you decrease carbs, do you like to, do you like to replace it a little bit with protein? Kind of just, I do, but it's, you know, I, my protein is like, pretty much around where you say like the 1.5 grams per pound already. Yeah. So it's not like I need to give them a substantial increase. The yeah. only time I have caught, I have protein like low, like low is still not low is for the, for the hard gainers. When I really, really need to push their carbs mm-hmm. in a growth phase. And then I think there's a little bit more room to play with increases in protein as they drop those carbs when yeah. they're dieting. Yeah, I always say I always say like beginners don't need as much protein comparatively. I'm like, hey, just get just get like a ton of carbs in you. <laughs> I'm like, because your body's gonna use it way better at this point. Absolutely. Like, you don't have enough muscle to where you need all that protein, right? Like you're not like you're if you're not pushing hard training, number one, you don't need all the protein. It's mm-hmm. it's a matter of Absolutely. how much it's a matter of how hard you train that kind of determines your protein allotment. The reason why we go 1.5 is because most of our clients train to failure. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of recovery necessary on the body and we've, and it's always good. And the best part about having extra protein is it really doesn't store as fat unless you go no. through like that gluconeogenesis, but at, at where people are, it shouldn't really be happening all that much. Uh, to no, and that's, and that's like a very, that's probably upward of like two grams per pound. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, with it, with it, you're just like, um, and I lost my train of thought, uh, but you just, just like the amount of protein's fine for a lot of people. I always go lower in the beginning and then I work it up. I like to work it up in stages throughout the first few weeks. I'm like, yeah, if you're that's, eating- that's smart. Cause like I said, people, sometimes if it, if it's too much right off the bat, the brain turns right off and they don't want to do it. Yeah. They're like, Oh my God, I got to get this much meat. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like my grocery bills are high. I'm like, so. I'm like you want to gain or do you want to do you want to lose because my your bill is probably ridiculous i can't imagine what your bill is but my well, bill i mean is- honestly it, it it's it's a lot from quantity like i'm not the guy that's out here buying you know the grass-fed um, beef i'm really if i if no, i you don't could, need to. i, I mean, would I mean, you're only 20 i mean you're 25 yeah and you know we don't have we don't have the deepest pockets in the world. No, so, I, mean, I mean, I do order, I do order farm. I do get farm. I do get pasture raised eggs though. 
So one thing mm-hmm. I will yeah, and eggs, mm-hmm. eggs I try to prioritize. I think those have probably, if anything, the biggest, the biggest Impact. swing of those yeah. omega fats. Mm-hmm. And salmon. But, and salmon. Anytime I get fish, anytime I get fish, I make sure it's wild caught. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no farm raised ever, but like, I don't, I, salmon's never on my normal diet. So every time I do, every time I do farm raised, it's something like, like it just reeks, it reeks. And then I smell. And then like, I feel like shit comparatively where I eat, where I eat wild caught. I feel great. I get that smoke joint. I get that smoke joint that you just put on like, that you just put on like bagels or some shit. Yeah. 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 Just get that. It's good as fuck. Doesn't it's not as much high, it's not as high as fat as farm race, but you just replace yeah. some of the fats with olive oil. You're good to go. Yes, it is. Yep. I did get a $45 yep. bottle of olive oil for Christmas. $45 bottle. Yeah, that's a good gift. I know. I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, this yeah, is good. I've, good been, I've been using the olive oil, like olive oil and coconut oil like crazy. Coconut oil is so good, man. I don't, it's all right. It's just like, well, one of my meals is it's on, it's chicken, rice, zucchini, and coconut oil. And I don't like coconut oil on chicken. You're a weirdo. Okay. But I don't. So I literally, what I do is spoonful coconut oil to the face, wash it down, eat the chicken, like coconut oil. I also have coconut oil on my pre-workout meal with cream of rice and banana and my protein powder. That's fine. Like that tastes good. That kind of tastes like a dessert, but for some reason, I, I don't know, coconut oil on chicken. I, I, Something don't just diss, don't diss right. don't diss the coconut oil, okay? I would rather all like all, give me olive oil on yeah, chicken and rice, it. and it's delicious. Yeah, but there's probably a reason for it anyway. I know there's a reason for it. But that's why that's why I just eat. I it. mean, it's a medium chain triglyceride. It's a medium chain triglyceride, and it's also it's also a good antimicrobial. Yeah, and I was assuming that's why he has the coconut oil in my pre meal for because it is an MCT. Yeah, exactly. That's why we have it in mine. I have like 12 grams of it in mine right now. Mine's at 10, 10 in my pre. I just hate everything about food. <laughs> hey, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. I'm ready to just pack it in. I'm packing it in and I'm getting lean. I'm like, I wanted to hit that 200 and I did not accomplish that goal. And it's, I got one more, I got one more free meal. I got one more free meal tomorrow and then it's gone and it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. I know I'm going to, so my, <laughs> So my mom got me so ready. So I'm going to go to get five guys on Tuesday because my leg day was on Tuesday. So um, at least I think it was on Tuesday. Yeah, it was on Tuesday. So my mom, so my mom goes, how many free meals do you have left? And I'm like, well, I'm assuming we're going to start next, next week, which would be whatever the first or whatever is next mm-hmm. Friday, the 31st. Um, is when we're going to start the diet. Um so I was like, well, I only got two leg days up until then. She's like, well, fuck, this gift's going to go to waste if I don't give this to you now. So she gives me a $50 Five Guys card. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's, this- that's only two trips anyway. You know what? <laughs> Shut up. That's the point. I'm like, this is great because this will pay for two of my trips, two Five Guys. I was like, I'm 100% getting a milkshake next time I go to Five Guys. So I'm like, that's yeah. happening. I was like, I'm using all of this money. And I'm like, I'm going to get fat. I'm like, whatever I got to get, I'm getting. Or I'm going to get Chinese food. I haven't decided. Oh, takeout Chinese is always a good option. Takeout Chinese is the fucking goat besides the, the MSG. Goat. Like I, you want to get quad veins out in like an instant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get order some general. So with some, with some uh, fried rice and oh my God. Yeah. Give me the G. Give me all them GMOs, baby. Literally. Oh my God. You look ridiculous. All the sodium pump. 
I wouldn't have I wouldn't have a pump because the next day's a rest day. So I wouldn't have anything. I would just be holding a fuck ton of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be all in your lower back. Oh no, no, no. We don't need that. Actually, the way I did RDLs, um last what was it on um on Tuesday? The way I did RDLs, so I brought my RDLs back down. I um, saw, yeah, I saw in your story. You didn't dropped, really lock those out at all. No, I dropped them. I dropped them about a plate on each side almost close to it. I was doing like three Oh five. So I dropped it down to two twenty five, Um, and I brought it down, but I didn't lock out fully because what I realized is my glutes are big enough, but my hamstrings suck. So what I think is happening is my glutes are kind of taking over on the movement. My glutes and my lower back take over. So when I'm, so what I did is I didn't lock out, but I kept the tempo. So I kept the tempo. So it was it was horrible, dude. In the middle in the middle of the set, I was like, "Dude, I'm fucking up. I'm I'm fucked up with two plates right now." Um, I just sit yeah. down for like seven eight minutes after that set. I got done that set and I was like, "Well, it didn't hit me until like two minutes after the set when I when I got off when I unreleased my grips off the bar and I was like, "Oh well, these aren't gonna work tomorrow." Um, do you do uh do you do a leg curl before you do an RDL? Yes. Yeah, I always do too. If if I start strictly with an RDL, it's very hard. My RDL is last. My RDL is second to last. Okay. So I do calves after it. So I'm done after RDL. Gotcha. Um, um, but I realized that my lower back was just taking over a lot on things. So I was like, you know what? I already do a deadlift where my lower back takes over a good amount. I'm like, why would I? Why would I load my lower back again? Basically. So yeah. I just really just nailed down the form of feeling it just in the hamstrings. And I didn't need to come up to get my hamstrings like fully shortened and keep that tension because if I come up, I'm going to shift it to glutes and lower back. Um, and it felt great because my lower back, I felt nothing. Usually the next day, my lower back is trashed, like absolutely trash. And today it felt it the other day on Wednesday, it felt phenomenal. I was like, my hamstrings felt sore. And I was like, my lower back didn't feel sore. And I was like, nice. I was like, my upper back, my upper back felt sore. Oh, yeah. My lower back. Yeah, that, that, like, that's inevitable. You're not going to avoid that one. <laughs> yeah. Someone, some, one of my clients was like, you know, I was like, how do those RDLs feel? And she texted me the next day. She's like, um, well, my lats and my, and my upper back are sore as fuck today. And I'm like, good. <laughs> it's like, that's why I want it. <laughs> yep. That's exactly um, what you need. No, I'm excited. Oh, that means with my deadlift. Oh, do you have back day? Do you have back day? On Thursday? Here, hold on. Let me do some meathead math. I'm going to try to figure this out on the calendar. Cam's actually sent me a uh, spreadsheet for my training that he usually uses to write people's mesos. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. And it's it's so nice. We, I, we had like a 40-minute phone conversation when we were looking at my split and everything together. Oh, did he help like, you work through like exercise selection a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I, I We were trying to find out a split. Like he's generally more of a high frequency guy. Um, but he also told me in like the past year, he's done a complete 180 with training where he switched and was a higher volume RIR type guy. And now he's a more of a strict top set back off. I find it the best, man. Do like, do like, yeah, he said, 10, he said he noticed like with his clients. Sets, do like 10 to 12 sets a day and you're done, man. You don't done. need any more than yeah, he said he noticed with a lot of his prep clients that the, the level of muscle retention was a lot better training. Absolutely. Top step back off. Because you're not doing as much. 
Yeah. So let's see. Today would be chest and buys. Today's Sunday. Monday back. There's no way you're doing back by that. Tuesday, shoulders and tries. Wednesday, your legs. Are you off on Thursday? No, no, ar- ar- arms. Not arms. No, back. No, back. Switch your arms. Switch your arms to tomorrow. Do back with me. Well, that's a funny thing is back. Well, no, back would be Friday. No, I don't. I'm leaving Friday. Well, no, I could, I, bro, I could probably bump. I could probably bump the back day. I could also bump if you want to do chest and shoulders. We could do chest and shoulders on Thursday. So I have shoulders on. I'm supposed to do chest and shoulders on uh, Tuesday, so it won't be shoulders. No. Maybe a maybe chest. Maybe we'll do back. Well, it seems like back might be. Yeah, I think I bro, I, I've trained on three days recovery before. Yeah, we'll do back. Maybe we can figure. We'll figure it out. We'll like I said, I don't care, bro. It's it's just such a nice gym, and it's. Oh, we're finally someone there to train. It's great. <laughs> I'd rather just meet. It's good. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, and meet pose. Meet post. Let me show how small I actually am compared to him <laughs> because I'm like five foot six standing next to someone who's six foot one. It's okay. I'm going to look like right. a, it's, it's only I'm height. Gonna, I'm going to look small as fuck. At least I'll look full. It's going to be my last day of my off season. So at least I'll look fucking full. <laughs> you, you'll literally never get that full again. No, in this growth. It's the final day. Oh, I know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like really, I kind of want to recap it fully. I want to get Mark on the podcast at some sort of point so we can recap our growth phase. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. And what we did, but I think, but like, I'm kind of excited to see my blood work, like bringing it all back to where we started. I'm kind of excited to see my blood work to see where we can improve next time. Um, and I already think I know where I want to improve next time. Um, I think using, using a GDA fully throughout would be great probably, or at least like 500 megs of berberine, uh, 500 to a thousand megs of berberine might help a lot um throughout just keeping that in all off season um just to keep bg down in range of course mm-hmm. managing sleep a little bit better sleep towards the end just with so many meals it's gotten to, it's gotten like thrown back just a few hours um because i remember when i started with mark i'd be in bed by like 9 30 now i'm slowly trending towards like 11 11 30 just because my meals are so large that i'm not hungry so i have to wait like that three hours between meals um uh maybe use metformin possibly we'll see yeah yeah i would think yeah if you were going that way maybe even like start gda mm-hmm. or berberine and then if you need to progress it to a metformin yeah um and then of course keep glutamine and that stuff in all year round at this point too um because my gut health is just starting to take a wreck due to the amount of food that we push my body's just giving like oh this is like this is actually the perfect time because everybody wants to know when do i stop it's literally when your body says fuck you and uh my body's saying fuck you you won't yeah you will know when it is when it is time to stop you'll know when biofeedback because you'll feel great you'll feel great in the gym but if but if things outside the gym just feel like shit just cut it it's when you hold that's when you hold and go into a maintenance phase for at least a month um do you use maintenance phases honestly as you get like toward more advanced like level of physique, like you said, this is your first true growth phase. You, those huge pushes don't really happen much. Um, no. So it's kind of, I don't want to say like it's a main gain or a maintenance phase more so, but it, it kind of is because you're, you're at this point where you're not necessarily looking to throw on that much tissue that simply just takes up space it becomes more and more of refining what you need and recognizing weak points and prioritizing those. 
Yeah, exactly. I think maintenance phases are good though for people like when you're building up and you have long off seasons like this where you have 19 months of like off season. It's like, hey, do like four or five months of growing, then like stop for like a month, month and a half, and then continue on again. Allow your body to get used to the weight that it's at. Um, and I mean, my body did that for five to six months. I mean, I held 183 to 187. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, it's good that you do hold it because like you said, if you continue put to push and like completely disregard what your body's telling you, it's not going to be pleasant. Like you're not going to get the result and you're just going to notice you're, you're going to notice those patterns of insulin resistance. You're going to notice that you're adding unnecessary body fat, specifically you know us guys we're gonna hold it around the hips and we're gonna see it and then we're gonna be like wait i think we pushed this a little too far instead of listening to what our body was saying you know hold it out and solidify no that's where the body measurements comes in right I yeah that's yeah that's, that's, where, that's where it's very useful because what i find is that your waist is going to increase no matter like if you want to put on significant amount of tissue like if you're not using peds too if you're doing it naturally everything's gonna everything's gonna trend up like yeah. as much as we see guys like keep keep small waist or their waist size decreases while they're going up, most of the times they're on PEDs because it's just like that's the way that things happen. Um, or you have it so nailed down or things are so nailed down. But in life, like my all my measurements went up. I think I went from like a 31 to like a 34 waist during this time. Yeah, and they're going to. It's It's like even if you are enhanced, it's unavoidable. It's just you have to keep track of the measurements to – if you're only growing your waist, then you're having a problem. If yeah. you notice, if you notice a trend of how much your waist measures are going up, corresponding to how much your arms, your your legs, and then like around your chest, if they're going up at that same clip, and it continues at that pace, you, you should be good to go. But it's when you when you notice the slowdown in the you know the good areas versus the oh my god my weights my waist is starting to climb, then there you go. That's what's telling the story. Yeah, or you recomp where your measurements stay the same on your body parts, but your waist starts to come in. That's what it's it, it really is, and I think we do it a lot, and hopefully we're doing it right with with our clients where every bit of data that we collect for a check-in serves a purpose Yeah. where if this client has this question about why this is going on, we can look to, okay, this is what the circumference is telling us. This is what the pictures are telling us. This is what the scale is telling us where it's like not dealing with like, that's some, I think I just talked to a client today about it where I said the hardest part for me with a lot of people is having them do all these measurements and taking the emotion out of it. Oh yeah. They're they're just data. It's just data. Like it's not meant to wreck your day. It's not meant to wreck your week. It's just so I can accurately know what's going on. Yeah. Or, but to get uh, just last thought real quick before we go um, for, cause we both got to leave. But it's just like a thing of, um, Hey, they try to, they try to, we have so many measurements that they try to do it themselves over. Hey, where, where can I pinpoint the thing? And I'm like, I had this conversation too with someone say, I was like, you know, they wrote in their check-in about their sleep. They're like, I don't know why my sleep is off or what it is or what it is. Like looking back at the week, I don't know why it's off. And I'm like, you know what, what you said in that statement makes it worse because you're stressing out over why you're not getting it. And, and it's only going to get worse because you're stressing it and, then, yeah. and not letting me think in me make dots over what it is over why that's happening right 
Um, so I think that's a yeah, good and you're right. It could be anything. It's oh my god, why is the scale doing this? Oh, and even like I like if those if that type of client is like that meticulous and they stress that much, I have no problem with them messaging me right off the bat when it happens. So then I could give them a quick answer. Hey, let me check your spreadsheet real quick. Let's see what's going on. And then I could like at least give them that peace of mind. So it, they're not stressed out for the next three, four days until their next check-in. Exactly. Um, but next time, next time we record, it's going to be 2022. I know we're getting old. This is bad. This, <laughs> this is not, this is not good. This is not good. <laughs> we're getting old. Oh, another year, another, another year of bodybuilding. Another year. I'm looking forward to it. The Arnold's coming up too in a few months. It's going to be here before we know it. Um, bodybuilding's going to be back. Pro bodybuilding's going to be back before we know it. It's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be pretty good. Um, things are happening for both of us. Uh, business is good. Things are going to be good. It's going to be a great year for both of us, I think, um, in terms of building our businesses and clientele and who's going to be stepping on stage and things like that. So I think it's going to be a crazy year. Um, but yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed 2021 uh, Aces Beta Podcast because we're going into 2022, which will be we'll be heading into year three, technically. I mean, 2019 it was formed, so year three is coming up pretty soon, right? Um, so we'll see what's in store. We'll see what's in store. Uh, but other than that, if you guys enjoyed this episode, which I don't know if you guys did because it's always just quick updates for us, basically. Um, but we'll definitely do more breakdowns on blood work whenever we both get our blood works in, um, what we're seeing. So we kind of know what we're doing, but we'll let our coaches kind of read through it um, and what they want to do first. But we'll also give our own opinions over what we could do to better that or what we could have done um, to better those things. Um, so we'll definitely go over that. Uh, if you guys want us to talk about anything, DM us in your store or whatever. DM us on Instagram. Uh, tag us on your stories, share it on your story, share it with a friend, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review. We'll see you guys in 2022, the Aces Beta Podcast, chatting with the bros.